Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 11 of The Bad Batch, titled Metamorphosis, which, because, you know, when you listen to our podcast about metamorphosis, your opinions about it will maybe metamorphosize oh, into something diff- different. That was a very good attempt. I knew where you were going, but... We'll see how it, so attempt, listeners though. do you, you do tried. you like the terrible puns thumbs up thumbs down send us a message let us know what you think <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna get drowned in thumbs downs but i mean i'll, I'll take yeah, it i may I'll send you it. one. Oh uh, no i appreciate it it's it's it's, it's a a for effort right no. yeah well, <laughs> give time. me give me some good news william well we do have some good news actually speaking of which uh the bad batch season two volume one soundtrack is now available so go uh, uh, download that, check it out. It's a it's a great soundtrack, you know. As always, love love Kevin Kiner's music, the Kiner Brothers music. Uh, so yeah, go go check that out. And I'm just remember the days we used to complain and be like, when are they releasing soundtracks? And now they do it all the time, and I love it. We don't have to wait for the end of the season. They do a couple of volumes. It's great. I can't complain. Love it. Thanks, Lucasfilm. Keep doing it. Um. What else? Uh, oh, just really quick. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars comes out in just a couple weeks as you're listening. I think two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. But the uh, review embargo is up. It's a really fun book. So uh, no spoilers, but I highly recommend uh, reading it. It got me really excited for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. that comes out at the end of April. So um, yeah, check out Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. It's really fun to spend more time with the the all the characters from uh jedi fallen order and there may be some things that set up what happens in the game I, we don't really know that much about the game still but i suspect things that happen in the book will have somewhat large ramifications on the sequel so uh yeah with that right, Tom, wait a minute you're, uh, you're you're forgetting you're forgetting one big thing that's coming i think in a couple weeks yes actually by the time you are listening to this the mandalorian season three is finally uh out it's kicked off we just had the season premiere today as you're listening to this probably um it, it i i i cannot wait to to see it uh yes steven yeah i just i cannot believe they kicked off the season with mando fighting ahsoka like where <laughs> i didn't see that coming anywhere <laughs> Oh boy! No, for for the record, we have not seen it yet. Up. We're recording this a few no. days early, um, <laughs> and uh, they actually did not send out uh, screeners for the Mandalorian. They're very tight-lipped on them, so um, we will be watching it alongside all of you. Uh, but yeah, cannot wait. Uh, as a result, we will be really recording our review uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, as you're listening to this, so expect it probably around the weekend. Um, mm-hmm uh when and we'll dive into the mandalorian uh so you know next uh so you can expect every week we'll release the bad batch on release day followed by the mandalorian review a couple days later she'll be getting two episodes of ion cannon every week so get ready we got a lot of content coming at you um but yeah it's 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 great to be reunited with uh dinjarin and, and grogu right 
Mm-hmm. And don't forget Grief Karga. Yes, yes. And Grief Karga and all the rest. So I am very excited. Those trailers have me, ooh, it looks great. It looks great. So, you know, as if you're listening to this first thing in the morning on release day, um, we might be currently watching the Mandalorian. Actually, yeah. why are you listening to there, this? Go watch the Bad Batch. Go watch yeah, the Mandalorian and then come listen to us. Yep. But uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be bringing our reviews of the Mandalorian to you uh, just a couple days after the episodes come out. Give you some time to watch the episodes and uh, a couple times enjoy it. And then we'll come and and give you our review. So with that, though, we've got an episode of The Bad Batch to discuss. Tom? Well, we are going to be discussing Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 11, Metamorphosis, directed by Sal Ruiz and written by Sabir Perzada. Uh, In the episode, the Bad Batch investigate a downed science vessel. And may I say, didn't we see a downed science vessel in Andor as well? I mean... Come on. Maybe the they're Empire's related. Gotta, Maybe. I could be, but the, the Empire's got to stop losing transport vessels like this. This is <laughs> yeah. crazy. I mean, come on. Yeah. The, I, I loved how this episode started. It kind of has the, almost like a horror movie feel to oh, it. It's really creepy. This opening is straight out of Alien. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> definitely. You've got the derelict ship. You've got the smoke and electricity is, you know, the, the Republic Commando, which is super cool. Just the... I don't know. I get excited anytime I see a Republic Commando on screen. Yes. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yes. But and just running away from something and not making it. Like what? Just a, an amazing way to start the episode. Right. And and haven't we said that when it comes to Star Wars in taking a genre, it works so well. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen it with other episodes to where They've done the the submarine genre. They've done the war movie. They've done this. They've done cowboy. Every, the, but now they've when they do the horror to bring it this way. Oh, just really catches your attention. Yeah, and just the way the lighting, the way it was shot. Of course, seeing a Republic commando, one of those elite troopers, right, getting killed by some unknown force. Um, really, just really well done. I, I I couldn't agree more, Stephen. This was just a phenomenal opening, mm-hmm. and the episode just gets more interesting from there first i after what 11 episodes we finally finally returned to mount tantus it was mm-hmm. on the planet wayland it was teased at the end of season one at the very end of course we're all excited right because like mount tantus oh my gosh i could nothing. not believe it took them this long to get back to it i know 11 half the over half the season almost two-thirds of the season it Okay, sometimes so, sometimes the best things come when you wait and that is this so continue didn't want to cut you off yeah continue. so i guess for steven for fans for listeners who may may not recognize the name mount tantus what is the significance of this planet yeah so i i think we talked about this in, for the season finale last time around but to kind of recap mount tantus was first introduced i should i say first i'm pretty sure it was first introduced but it's at least most famous for Timothy Zahn's Thrawn trilogy. It is the Emperor's storehouse, and it is in this uh, mountain, this storehouse, that uh, Thrawn finds cloaking devices, cloning cylinders, which he uses to create an army, and all other kinds of uh, secret technology. I guess he also technically finds a clone Jedi Master there as well, which may be, I think, where uh, this Mount Tantus is going in many ways. Oh, that would be fascinating if it is. Well, I mean, we've... It's pretty clear, I think, in this episode that 
Mount Tantus is at least a hotbed of where the Empire is doing its cloning research now. Mm -hmm. We're introduced to a few new characters there. There's Dr. Royce uh, Hemlock, Mm -hmm. who is kind of this, like, I don't even know. How do you describe describe the chief scientist, I feel like? He's kind of the new Vice Admiral Rampart in some ways. Uh, played by Jimmy Rampart. Simpson, by the way, from uh, Westworld uh, and other and other things. It, he, I was like, I recognize his voice. And, oh, of course, it's Jimmy Simpson. Um, but yeah, he's he he's kind of a cool character. He's a he. I feel like he's gonna be the new main antagonist. He just strikes me as that kind of character. Yep, um, I agree. I I think we're gonna see. I mean, this was pretty clear. I think from last season of Bad Batch and uh, well. Uh, last season, uh, was it last season, or was it two seasons ago? Mandalorian. I'm actually not sure, <clears throat> but um, they're clearly working on a, a cloning through line. Mm-hmm. You know, starting in Bad Batch, going through Mandalorian, leading mm-hmm. up to like the cylinders we see in Rise of Skywalker. And this, we're, we're getting that story starting to unfold here at the very beginning. Like Hemlock visits Nala Se, and he's looking to unlock something about her work but he she's not talking mm-hmm. yeah and you, you know all the, the the doctors there are dressed very similarly to dr pershing um mm-hmm. from the mandalorian so you know i i suspect dr pershing is or was located on mount tantus or is you yeah. know connected to them in some way we don't know of course um we speculated about this in the season finale too when we kind of saw something similar but i think it's really exciting to see and the fact that you know, Nalase is now there, right, in prison, and she's refusing to help uh, Dr. Hemlock with whatever it is he's trying to do. Uh, we don't really know, but he's, you know, he tries to, like, first he tries to, um, to really, like, get her on board and get her excited about some sort of, you know, scientific achievements they're working on, and she's not interested. Uh, and, and so kind of part of the through plot of this is, Dr. Hemlock trying to figure out how can he get Nalase on board? You know, um, what can he do? And he learns later that, you know, he, he actually ends up going in and meeting with Lama Su. Um, and Lama Su basically tells him, Omega, this young girl, is the key to controlling Nalase. And I suspect that will have repercussions on the rest well, of the season. I, I'll even say, I got the impression it wasn't just that uh, Nalase is invested in Omega's fate, but I I was hoping we were going back to the kind of tantalizing indications from uh, the first season that there's something special about Omega's genetic mm-hmm. code or whatever, gene genome, whatever it might be. That might unlock some of this mm-hmm. research because we still haven't figured yeah. out what it is, right? Every every member of the Bad Batch had something special. Uh, now, of course, Omega's a girl. That's 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 one big difference, right? Well, but... they, at the end of last season, I I feel like they kind of implied that it was because she had an unaltered genome. Like she and Boba Fett were the yeah. only two. Mm-hmm. They, they were the ones that were pure. I'm hoping there is actually more to this here, and that this mm-hmm. is a hint at what's going to be coming. Yeah, yeah there there has to be because if. Omega is the key for all this. There has to be something special about her other than her being an unaltered clone like, you know, Boba. So I agree. There has to be at some point this has to come out. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's 
I, I hope we get more reveals because there's there's definitely something they've been playing with for years now at this point, right? It's been two, almost, what, two, two years and like two and a half months since The Mandalorian season two ended, which means it's been at least three, now four years since they've started introducing Dr. Pershing and all this stuff. Like they're working up towards something. And we know that, we know that there a lot of the series are going to come together in some way. Um, Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, um, the uh, um, uh, you know the Skeleton Crew, right? All the different Star Wars series are within Book of Boba Fett, all within the same era, and they're going to kind of culminate in some way. And uh, maybe it has something to do with this. I don't know, but it, it gets me really excited. Also, I had to love Lama Sue's burn when he's chatting with uh, uh, with Dr. Hemlock. And he's like, it must be frustrating to have all your resources but lack your experience. The expert, lack the, lack the yeah, expertise to achieve your goals. It's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. But the bulk of this episode, I'd say, is really about the Batch having just gotten off their mining planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and giving Sid a, a piece of their mind, and then going after this this down ship, you know, this final tip from Sid. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I have to say, before we get into the, the the tip Sid gave them, I am so glad we that she they're the Batcher actually, uh, you know, starting to stand up to her. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. it's about time. Yeah, because she abandoned them in the last episode. She refused to help them. They mm-hmm. had to get off planet by themselves, and we find out now that it's been some time, I guess, since yeah. they escaped. And um, I think I'd written it down. I thought it'd been like a month or something. And they've been ducking her. And Tech rightly says that you know. They they need to sever ties with Sid, but she knows too much, and so it could also be problematic. And they need to find a diplomatic way to kind of extract themselves from the relationship with Sid. And I'm glad they're finally trying to do this. I, I'm I'm glad, but I think it's going to be a little touchy or hairy for them to find that diplomatic way to do it, mm-hmm. because there's always going to be that nagging thing in the back of their minds that she knows too much. And is she going to use it to her advantage? I mean, the one thing that I, 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 I really shows how Sid is, is she's like, look, you know, she doesn't have any sympathy for stranding no. them where they were at. None. And she's also like, are you going to mope about it or make money from it? It's like, you know, she, she doesn't care what yeah. they think. And that's to the point where it, it's like, how are they diplomatically going to get away from her if she's got this kind of attitude toward them and tells so them. much? Don't come back to me unless you find something valuable on this downshift. Right. Like, right. What the heck, yep. Sid? Like, unacceptable. So I'm glad they're trying to, to remove themselves. Right. I don't know. Do, do you guys think they, what do you think will happen with the Bad Batch and Sid's relationship? Will they find a diplomatic solution or is it going to be a little messier? I think it's going to be messy. Yeah. Steven, I feel like it's going to be a messy thing. Yeah. I, I, just from a narrative perspective, I can't really see them. You know, like just drifting off, giving her the cold shoulder, not ever talking to her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I suspect maybe there's an incident where they call her in or she calls them in and they reject it. And then there's maybe some payback or she gets in trouble and they come and save her. And that's the separation. But mm-hmm. 
there's going to be something. Yeah, I I could see um, who's the the explorer that we met in the past episodes. If it was her that they were working for, I could see something where it could work out between them and her. I don't see it with Sid. Sid's too much of a person that would take advantage of the situation that she's in and use them to her advantage or use that information to her advantage. It's going to be messy whichever way. Yeah, like, yeah. If, yeah, I think I, I think you guys are right, you know, and, and I don't know, even working with, you know, yeah, yeah Fijino is, is one that it might be. Yeah, that's Maybe they can work with her, but it's she also is no Sid, so yeah, who, who knows? But yeah, I... I guess we'll see. I, I hope I hope we get more resolution to this and that they they're not just kind of forced to keep working for Sid. But I will take being forced to work for Sid over working for her and just putting up with her crap. So right. um I, I feel like the show is starting to resolve some of the the frustrations we've had, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, so and, that's, and basically that's the frustrations and the frustrations of the batch working for her and no and seeing that they are not getting the good the good side of her the whole time. Right. And they are being screwed. Yeah. But the fact that the Bad Batch are acknowledging it, even if they don't remove themselves from the relationship with her, the fact they're acknowledging it and and giving it a rationale for why they have to keep working with Sid already, Mm -hmm. I think, makes a huge difference narratively and really helps helps me feel better when it's like, why are they working for her? Well, okay. It's clearly explained why, you know, and the fact that, they don't they don't want to work for her, but they right they have to. So I, I, I appreciated that. So the downed ship, mysterious transport number nine zero four. Uh the, again I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. So right? so does <laughs> does that mean that they've lost nine hundred and zero three? Well, it's not lost. Uh, it's these? just that they have that many of these ships. They have that many. Not that they've lost. Interesting. Them. I I okay. Anyway. Or it's like flight numbers, right? It probably changes all the time. They just randomize That's them. That's true. Who That's knows? true. Um, but again, we get a little bit of that creepy exploration, and then things start to go wrong. Uh <laughs> I I almost want to sit here and say, yes, you come across a a droid and you're able to power it up, you know, enough to where it yells danger. I know it's not going to work and it's a totally different show. It would be really funny to hear danger will Robinson danger. Sorry, (laughs) you know, but yeah, but it was it was one of those things in which to have that pop up the way it was. It it did kind of make you jump. It's like, ah, yeah, I like how the show it's not afraid to take its time as they search the creepy ship. There's a lot of slow panning shots and dark hallways. And I feel like so often in animation, there's a desire to just rush through scenes and Mm -hmm. star Wars in particular, does a good job of really giving you those establishing shots and making it feel like star Wars. Um, and, but even in, within the, the creepy ship, you know, they took their time and I really appreciated that. It was, it was well, very well done. Um, and we learn, again, not surprising based on what we know of Mount Tantus, but the ship has some sort of cloning technology, Kamino and cloning, cloning technology, but different from what they had in Topoka City. So here's a question. Why do you think it was so different? Do you think that there were two different cloning facilities set up? And is it because the Kaminoans, maybe because they were separated, 
there's like Camino ones who have this kind of technology and the ones that worked on the clones had this kind of technology? I, I think it's maybe, well, I, I see two options. One, it's Imperial adapted cloning technology from Camino. Mm -hmm. So they took, they took the basic machinery and tweaked it a little. Mm -hmm. Or it's just different because it was not meant for people. Mm -hmm. Oh, I never thought of that one. That makes sense, though. Both yeah, both of them actually make sense. Honestly, I think one of my favorite things about as this the, they start working through the city is that, that they encounter the the monster, and then it just uh, you know it, with each scene and each attack, it gets a little bit different. You know, mm, uh huh. Change. Yeah. Don't even notice it really at first. I didn't at yeah, least. You know, the first time I was like, oh, like its scales are a little bit bigger. Did and let me ask, did you guys know at this point what it was going to be? Like I that first time it shows up and attacks. it wasn't the very first time. I think it was like the second or third time as it starts like chewing on the electricity. I was like, yeah, no, could it be? No, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I, I agree with William. Exact same reaction. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially when they start mentioning cloning and these, there's like a mysterious, but I'm like, it's, it doesn't, it's not the right size. It's too small. It's mm -hmm. uh, but then it's eating electricity and it's tiny. It, 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 it has to do with cloning. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I could no. Are they? And I started to get so excited. <laughs> but isn't that the thing when you have something that's cloned and it starts small? There's always that one thing that it needs to feed that make it grow. Uh, it, and in this case, it was alien. the electricity. Like this was the original Alien movie as well. Or actually, I guess it's every Alien movie. But like it starts out in its larva form, and then right. slowly throughout it, it gets bigger and more mm -hmm. deadly. And mm -hmm. Oh, never and mind. Scarier. It is, in fact, the Zillow Beast. And it is back after how many years? Like, when was the last time we saw the Zillow Beast? Uh, the being picked up by uh, Laddie. Being picked up by clone transports. That I remember. Yeah, it was in the it was the Zillow Beast arc. And I want to say season three. Wow. Um, it's a long I actually, time. I, I could have sworn I put it in the show notes because I, I was actually curious about that. Ah, here we go. It's been 13 years, almost 13 years since that duology aired with really? the Beast. I don't remember the season, but it was, it's been 13 years wow. since those, that episode aired. And, you know, it was a it was a fan favorite arc from the Clone Wars, right? Where the Zillow mm -hmm. Beast, it's on Malastare, it escapes, they have to take down the Zillow Beast, they transport to Coruscant, and then it escapes and it rampages around Coruscant, and eventually they mm -hmm. kill it. And at the end, Chancellor Palpatine, so at the time still the, the nice Chancellor, <clears throat> orders that the Zillow Beast be cloned. And, uh, you know, it privately tells, right, his, his scientists at the very end of the episode, clone it. I have plans for the Zillow Beast. And we never heard anything again. For 13 now. <laughs> years. It's like, it's finally. <laughs> but it, but isn't it great that they finally paid it off? Oh, because I love it. The, the, the couple episodes back, we thought that mechanical creature was, I thought it was a Zillow Beast at that time until you realize, no, it was a mechanical creature. But now to actually see it come back, oh. the payoff, it was so worth it. It's it's phenomenal. It, it, it makes me so happy because... And I know, like especially even amongst like Lucasfilm as well, that 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 was a a fan a, a favorite of, of the episodes, right? It was just so well done. It was kind of a, a their take. We talked about different style right? horror movies and stuff. This was their take on a Godzilla type of uh, type of movie. Um, but oh my gosh, it was it, it, you know 
oh my gosh, no, it was season it was season two of the Clone Wars. Um, wow. So like we're we're talking way 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 back. It's I know so many people have loved this this arc, and so to finally see it after all this time just made me so happy. I'm sure the average viewer is gonna look at it and be like, "What the heck is this?" Okay, it's just a, a it's a fun episode, but whatever. For fans who followed since the Clone Wars since the beginning, mm-hmm. this was like momentous such a momentous moment <laughs> yeah just so just good amazing. yeah it, oh, man it was so good so good um it's, and, and i mean what, what did you think of the whole like you know the, the zillabies course escapes and they have to take it down um and try to pursue it what did you guys think i, I mean they Go tried. Ahead. I'll give the yeah. bad batch that. They tried to stop it. You know, they followed it in the Marauder, trying to shoot at it, and it just doesn't happen. They lose track of it. And then I, I think it was Tech who has a comment like, oh, we need to prevent it from getting from finding more energy. And it cuts to mm-hmm. like the Zillow Beast on top of the power plant. And it's just like, mm, yeah, that's that's yeah, not gonna little, work so well. A little too late. Yeah. It I mean the fact that the Emperor the Empire wanted it so badly, like the clearly Dr. Hemlock was worried because he sends, like it was one of his top concerns and he ends up sending um, some uh, Republic commandos, including who they were led by none other than Scorch. Love seeing Scorch mm-hmm. again. I think he was in season one um, briefly. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he in season? I'm pretty sure he's in season one, um, but getting to see Scorch again, was just wonderful even though he's in the you know he's in the background so cool um yeah it's just i love I, it i am waiting to see the rest of the republic command yeah he wasn't he was in season one yeah um, but i i'm waiting i'm the, the last time we saw the actual republic i thought it it was it was rain wasn't it when yep, we saw yep. the full squad yeah 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 I, 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 I don't think we're gonna see the rest of them anymore no. i think I we'll want... see we'll continue seeing them in this way i hey, so want to see the rest i'm of them. happy that I we really got scorch do. i would love to oh, no, i would I'm love to see too. boss and fixer and sev as well but absolutely sev is the fan favorite it's so like the fact that we got we got scorch i say Sev, i meant scorch the fact that we got scorch in an episode with the zilla beast kind of blows my mind <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah it's kind of crazy um but like dr hemlock is you know, he's very concerned about the knowledge of the Zilla Beast getting out. So much so that Scorch and the and the Republic Commandos and the Empire end up rounding up all the citizens on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't feel good for all of them. The fact that they saw it probably does not bode well for no. their future. Yeah, it's like, did they die? Did they just get imprisoned? It's not 100% clear, but it's not good. Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think it's good at all. It is not a good thing, and uh, yeah, I I was I found it kind of like hilarious to me that like for so much of this episode, the Batcher they they find the beast, then they're trying to take it out, and then the Republic commandos and the the lats show up, and they're just kind of like, well, I guess we're I guess we're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> and it I felt a little bit bad seeing them leave the episode, but it's it's clearly the right choice. Like they they have now stepped into something way bigger. Mm-hmm. than they should have and it puts them back on the menu like they mm-hmm. now the empire is now aware of them at least to some degree where I they also were think, previously thought dead i also think it's a smart choice because in the zilla beast arc in the clone wars it took 
how many Jedi trying to take out the Zilla Beast and the full force of the Republic Army, and Jeez. they eventually had to kill it. And, and, mm-hmm. and, but it destroyed parts of the, the the Senate, right? It destroyed so much of Coruscant. Um, and so to have the Bad Batch on their own stop the Zilla Beast, I think would have been. It would have been over the top. Yeah, it would have been over the top, and it wouldn't have been believable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, I get. I think that makes it, it. The Empire needed to come, and, and take it out. And clearly, they've learned. Right, they've learned since the since the early days, and they were first surprised by the Zilla Beast because the you know they they came in with lad eyes. Also, cool to see lad eyes and back again. Um, yeah. you know and. They were, you know, blasting them just like they did in the Clone Wars, and um, and then they they place it. The kind of the giant claw comes out of the Imperial ship, pulls it up, the Zillavis up inside, and places it in a giant tank. Is it a cloning tank? Like what? What tank is that? I don't know. I, I kind of think it's like too? a sleeping tank. Kind yeah, of thing. stasis tube. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean they've they've clearly got more they're gonna do with it. I just I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like, and that, like what, what, what do you think? That, yeah. What do you think their plans are? Like, wh- see, that's a great question because they really, they can't control it. I mean, so it's tech not, thinks it's, they want to control it well, uh, they, or they, they want, want to control to, cloning in general, but well, they want, okay. So let's say they want to control cloning in general, but why are you going to clone a beast? And so far, I haven't been able to make a way to actually control that beast. If you're going to keep cloning this beast, you're going to have to get that beast somehow under control mm-hmm. to where you can give it orders. And so far, they haven't been lucky enough with that. So it's a good question of why are they trying to clone the Zillow Beast? I mean, I think there's two I, things happening here, right? There's there's the cloning technology, which the Empire wants to control. And that's, we find right. out, that's why they destroyed Kamino. That is right. because... They they didn't want the Kaminoans having the technology. They wanted to be the sole creators of the technology. But they don't. I don't think they need the Zillabees to have cloning technology. They've already figured that out. The Zillabees, uh, I right. think, is a different the thing. Cloning technology is a means to an end. Yeah, they yes. want the monopoly on it. And I yes, I wonder. God, I don't remember what it was called, but there was the the Jedi hunting beast that the Yuuzhan Vong created in New Jedi Order. Um, was it Vox Voxen something like that? Right, right. Oh, anyway. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I, it was. I'm trying to. But it was yeah. a genetically combined beast that was like tr- created to hunt Jedi. I wonder if we are going to, like, either the Empire is trying to create a Zillow beast that is controllable, in which case I'm guessing they'll never succeed and we won't see the Zillow beast again. Mm-hmm. Or the thing I'm more suspicious of, particularly with like the conversations with Nala Say and, you know, Dr. Hemlock, um, they're trying to create a hybrid of some kind and you know that might lead us towards you know snoke and palpatine and so on but that would be my guess is they're yeah, they're but... trying to build the ultimate something or other and you know the zillabies clearly has a, a lot of traits that make it attractive from that perspective you know mm-hmm. it feeds off of energy so that's i mean i assume i assume that's easier to do than food it grows very quickly obviously Right. It has armor that is impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing. That, what uh, they did mention that that could be a reason they were trying to uh, clone the Zillabees yeah, for why, you know but, armor plating impervious yeah, to blast fire. That's it. It's yeah, possible. 
It, it's possible, but, but it, it makes no sense. You're going to create a beast that's got armor that's impervious to blaster fire, but you can't control that beast. I feel like you I need mean, to clone the probably... armor, not the whole right. creature. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's true. So it's maybe we'll find out in future episodes. Hopefully, yeah, we'll I, see I, that. some so kind that, of explanation. That brings me to my last, I think, comment on this, which is, I love that we brought the Zillow Beast back. But I kind of feel like that story thread is just as open as it was last time around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Empire has yeah. Zilla Beast. We know they're doing cloning experiments on it. Probably bad things are going to happen. But well, we know bad I things. I really hope happen. we don't have to wait another 13 years to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I think there's there's two two potential. I have two theories. The, the, where two ways this could go. Option one. The Zilla Beast is somehow crucial to to the Empire's plan, Emperor's plans, right? He he's clearly is interested in cloning. We see in the Rise of Skywalker, he tries to clone himself. Um, you know, there's there's hints that the Mandalorian was leading up to maybe he was trying to clone, you know, Grogu, right, to do something with the Force. Um, maybe he's trying to clone the Zilla Beast. Is it maybe it's just for the armor? Maybe it's for something else. You know, he says he has plans for him, um, but we never really see that armor used elsewhere so you know maybe it's for the component pieces um and and that will get those will get used at some point right and and that will kind of build up into this larger story that they're going to tell i think that's one potential path the second option is which i can't blame them for but they they looked at this and said hey guys we have a story that people really loved and we have we've never paid it off and mm -hmm. we don't really have a good way of paying it off and so Let's let's at least give them what they want. Let's show them the Zilla Beast again. Look, the Zilla Beast clone. We can kind of write to do a throwaway line saying, "Look, they're trying to do experiments to do armor impervious to blaster fire," and that's it. And that's the end of it. And that's all we'll ever see. And that's the best explanation we'll get. Maybe I hope it's the other option, but I kind of wouldn't. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if it was. If it, yeah. if it was, yeah. um, I don't know. I think. I think ultimately for fans of the Clone Wars, this was a really fun episode. Absolutely. Uh, for people who don't know the Clone Wars, I'm sure it was enjoyable. I mean, it was not just a fun episode. It was amazing to see the Zillabees come back for, for, for fans. For everyone else, it's probably like, okay, cool. You know, uh, I don't think it's quite as maybe a, a big deal as we'll make it out to be, but. And I, you know. I think for those folks, that's where the the horror theming for this episode shines. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. even if you don't Absolutely. know this little beast, the, the trope of, you know, uh, monster takes down the crew, evolves, gets more dangerous, fits in anywhere. Yeah. It's still a good story. Yeah. Yeah. But well, oh, do we man. go to ratings? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I'll, I'll go. Tom? I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer. I'll go first. Um, I'm giving this episode a 7.5. I enjoyed the episode. I I think it's it is great to see the Zillow Beast come back and actually have it be paid off. Maybe we'll see. Um, so I, th there's not much more I can say. It's it's great to see it back. Love the episode. Solid. So I'm giving it a 7.5. And my 7.5 Womp Rats. They actually were helping the batch try and wrangle in the Zillow Beast. And since it really didn't work, 
Um, well, they decided to go back on the Marauder and give it their best go the next time they meet the, the Zillow Beast. So 13 years from now? Yeah, 13 years from now. If if they're alive by then, because, you know, Womp Rats, th- their lifespan isn't that long. Well, so, that's why like, that's like we'll cloning, see. you know. Cloning well, that's helps. true. That's very true. But, you know, they'll they'll they're on the Marauder for the next time the Zillow Beast comes around. Then those 7.5 are going to get in there and really take it down. So, seven point five Rob Bratz. Uh William, how about you next? Um, yeah, I think you know. I actually, so I, I, I kind of have two minds. If I was just watching this normally, I'd probably give it like an eight. It was, it was a really fun episode, really enjoyable. As a fan of the Clone Wars, someone who's longed to see the Zillabies come back for thirteen years, uh, I have to give it at least eight and a half. Uh, it was just really, it was, it was so fun to see the Zillabies return. Um, yes, you know, it was a. Uh, uh the bad batch like ultimately like they stumbled upon this they did send the information to to echo and to to rex so maybe maybe that will something will come of that um i think i'm just very excited about the potential the clues for what's coming in the future uh the fact that we got to see the zilla beast again at long last it, it was just so fun that moment when you know the the beast the creature starts to turn and you, and you realize no, this there's no way it's the Zillabies. That just is, it was it was it was perfection, and I, I, that made me so happy. And so yeah, I'm gonna give it eight and a half Womp Rats uh, out of ten. My eight and a half Womp Rats, um, they're uh, they actually snuck onto the the uh, abandoned ship after um, the the Imperial Research Festival and uh, figured out how to clone themselves. And it's not good when you have Womp Rats cloning Womp Rats. It's scary stuff. <laughs> Steven, uh, that was you. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to split the difference. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, I don't feel like I have that much more to add. It's just, I love seeing the Zillabies back. I thought they did a great job with doing like that kind of alien in a box episode in only 30 minutes. Um, I think the last, you know, five minutes or so, a little on the weak side with like the Empire sweeping in, picking up the Beast, the Bad Batch running. But that's also the correct thing to happen. Like if the Batch took down the Zillabies on their own, that wouldn't feel realistic. and them teaming up with the Empire also doesn't feel realistic. So I, I think the right things happened. Um, but there's definitely a like a front-loading of stress in the episode or tension, and it, it peters out a little bit towards the end. Um, but otherwise, just a solid episode and just excited to see Mount Tantus again. And I hope I hope we don't have to wait another, what, 11 episodes to get more of it. Um, also, I don't I went last, but I feel like you both missed the obvious thing. My eight Womp Rats are going to climb up on the power station after Zilla Beast has left, and they're all going to become giant, because they can also eat electricity oh, no. now. Oh, and, no. Uh, I mean, thankfully, the citizens have been evacuated, uh, so they're just eight giant womp rats that now own this planet. And, uh, yeah. That's terrifying. That's what wow. it's going to be. That's terrifying. Not going to lie. I don't think I ever <laughs> want to visit that planet no, no I, I I wouldn't nope. recommend it. Uh, no. Womp rats of that size, like they still eat normally, so they're pretty hungry. But uh, well, yeah. the Empire has some pretty good uh, womp rat um, guardians on that planet. Then, so they're going to keep mm-hmm. their secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what's coming up next? Next, we are in a busy time for Star Wars fans. Uh, as you, as we just talked talked about at the beginning of the show. The Mandalorian is out now. Season three just kicked off. 
Go watch it if you haven't already. Uh, we will be back in just a couple days with our review of the season premiere, The Mandalorian Chapter 17. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, this is, in, in general, I'm just very excited for The Mandalorian. But this is also, how I, I can't wait to see what they do with, um, you know, how, how do they address the reunion of Grogu and 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 Mando uh you know for users who didn't viewers who didn't watch the book of Boba Fett and what's going to happen next I, I have so many so many questions I'm so excited to see where they go with things uh so yeah definitely uh tune in later this week for our review of the Mandalorian season three premiere and come back next Wednesday for our review of The Bad Batch, episode 12, season two, episode 12, The Outpost. And this will be another fun one, too. So, yeah, for the next mm-hmm. for the next few weeks, for the next month, we have M- Bad Batch and Mando running at the same time. So you'll be getting a new Ion Cannon episode every few days, about twice a week. So stay tuned. As always, it's great to talk to you both. Thank you all for listening. Yep. And we'll be back next week with our, or not next week, this weekend with our review of The Mandalorian. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.